Walter Love with Brent and Jeff. So why do you let these hooligans tear down the biz? This is the Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Got a great topic for you. Great, 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 great. And we're all hoping that we're encouraged by what God shows us tonight. Tonight we're going to be talking about tried and true. How Jesus is our high priest and how he can sympathize with our weakness and, and help us through our temptations. So um, for all of you that are out there, why don't you say hi to Brent? He's sitting right here. Hi, guys. There he is. I'm here. I wasn't lying. I wasn't flying solo tonight. Thanks for listening to our friends Brent and Jeff on the Ultralight. They rock! My Heart Cries Out by Fighting Instinct. And that is the... That's a great band to be playing tonight, isn't it, Brent? Like the temptation, the, that sinful nature, that instinct that we have that's wrong and how we're fighting against it to be righteous. And we're going to be talking about temptation tonight. Yeah, a little bit. And also weakness, you know, <clears throat> with the fact that we are weak. And uh, he is our high priest. He can sympathize with everything. We're going to be parked in Hebrews 4, the end of chapter 4, beginning and the beginning of chapter 5. So if you've got your Bible and you're following along, we encourage you to do so. And um, it, you're, I, I know, just admitting to you all now, as we were studying, as I was studying for this topic, um, and Jeff and I were just talking about it, we were just getting so blown away about how amazing, again, how amazing our Savior Jesus Christ is. And the facet of him that we're going to be looking at tonight is, hey, he's our high priest, you yeah. know? He's the one that's the mediator between God and us. And um, he's the perfect one. Yeah. Um, back in the day, you know, the Israelites needed high priests. You know, they had to be perfectly holy because they had to be dealing with God in the Holy of Holies, right? So they had to be pure and, and holy in that sense. And they had to be fully man because they had to be able to relate to the people that they were ministering to and serving with, serving to. They had to understand. And um, Jesus did all that. He's the mediator. And he did all that for us. And not only did he do that, but he did that without sinning. Yeah, he was perfect. The perfect high priest. It's unbelievable to think 100% God, 100% man. Our, our calculators don't calculate that. But uh, Jesus was able to bring God to man and then also bring man to God as faultless. That's right. And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. He was tried. He, he suffered being tempted just as we are. And he remained true to who right. he was, the nature. Um, and also showed us what a man could be like as a sinless being. And that's so amazing to think about as an example. And, and it's an encouragement to us to be like, yeah, I can do that. I can come to Jesus. He knows everything that I'm going through right now. And we don't have to make excuses about it. Because it says in the Bible, in all points, he was tempted. Yep. Not like, well, what about this? Was he tempted with this? Or what about, everybody tries to get his arguments. But the Bible says it. I believe it. Let's go to him when we're tempted. He was tempted with Facebook. Yeah. Facebook didn't exist back then. It's like, what? Not that Facebook's a sin, but yeah. Sometimes it can it be. It could be. If it's an <laughs> idol. Let's read a verse. Hebrews 4, verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great, a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses but was in all points tempted as we were, yet without sin. Hence our topic tonight, tried and not true. Tried and not true. That was so tried bad to say. Tried and true. Tried and true. I was going to say not tempted. Yeah. <laughs> not sinning. It was in my head at the same time. Sorry. You know, that verse, he's our great high priest. Why was he so great? Because he was the son of God who came down from the heavens. An encouragement to hold fast to that truth that we know. Um, and the fact that he was tempted in all 
<laughs> we can he can sympathize. It says he sympathizes with our every weakness. You know, sympathize. You know, when you sympathize with somebody, you're like, you can almost relate to them. You know, it's almost like, oh, I know what you're, you know, I just feel so bad because I'm, 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 I have sympathy on you. I feel so bad. You know, when your friend calls up and says, hey, my dad died, you're like, oh, man, that's so horrible. I'm, I'm right, you know, that would be so bad if that happened to me and I feel bad for you. Jesus can sympathize with our every weakness that we could ever struggle with. That was Babies Are Red by House of Heroes, a kind of fun song where it talks about, uh, it actually is a song about a guy falling in love with a communist girl in the middle of World War II. But it's a good picture <laughs> yeah, of temptation. <laughs> it's, that it, fits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How our nature sometimes leads to things that we shouldn't have, <laughs> I guess. That was a stretch there. Um, but before that, you heard Lose It All by Monarch, a song about the, the difficulty of temptation and the danger of giving into temptation. Um, how sometimes it can cause us to lose it all, and, and that those two two songs are to stress the point of importance of going to God, and the fact that as Brent was talking about earlier is that he he's not a high priest like look what you did, you know I'm this perfect priest, and you are falling short of all my standards. He's like oh I know I know how hard it is, but there's hope, you know what I mean, and that it's so uh, relieving to 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 know like as, as it says in verse. Uh, 16 that we can come boldly to the throne of grace because of these things in light of the fact that he can sympathize with us and he knows what it's like because he was tempted by everything and didn't sin he can he can give us the strength so that we don't follow in the footsteps of all the previous sinners (laughs) yeah and adam and all those things when we're tempted with sin we have the strength to overcome i heard a song the other day it was like a more of a worshipy type song but it was singing about jesus being our brother and i was like thinking you know He's God. Like, <laughs> I feel kind of weird calling him my bro. Yeah. Um, yeah, bro. But um, <laughs> the why he's our brother is because he was a man, fully man. You know, we always we can understand Jesus being fully God. You know, I get that. You know, yeah. he's he's God. I mean, he did miracles. I can't do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, he rose from the dead. I can't do that. <laughs> he is fully God, and I get that. He was perfect. Yeah, I can understand that he was perfect and he was God, but. It's harder to grasp the concept that he was fully man. You know, he was able to sin in every way yeah. like we are and didn't sin. You know, he was a full, full up man. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and somehow at the same time, full up God. You know, yeah. something which just blows our minds. We can't grasp it really. But yeah, I mean, we he, try. Had, <laughs> he had the fists to punch people, he had yeah. the eyes to lust, he had, you know, every capacity that we have. Yet he chose to live righteously. And, you know, people try to say, oh, it's because he was God, he didn't sin. Yeah. But if that was the case, he wouldn't have come as a man. He would just come as God on the earth. He came as a man so that he could experience the temptation as we do. And um, something that we never want to neglect is to encourage you to check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. Alter, A-L-T-A-R, for all of you people that aren't familiar with the way we roll. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about altars like in the biblical sense and uh, there you can request a song we play lots of music here on the altar life and we want to get your input onto what we're playing so uh, please feel free to request that yeah. song for or, us and you know what if you haven't heard uh, a, so- a song that we we haven't heard on our show and you're like man I wish they would play bleh yeah. tell us what you want us to hear yeah want us, want, no, I don't know I tell us what right. you want to hear we, we <laughs> want to hear yeah that and we'll make an attempt at least yeah there's my great language Economic times are, are tough right now, so we can't always yeah, <laughs> keep up with all the hot music, but we're yeah. trying. 
Where did this tasty lick come from? The Altar Life. With Brent and Jeff. All right, that was December Radio, Better Man. And um, the, the high priest concept, it's a little challenging, you know. We don't have, you know, you can't, the, the vocation high priest. You have priests in the Catholic Church, but, you know, I'm going to be the high priest when I grow up. That just isn't a <laughs> rel, you know, that's something we can relate to here in the uh, United States of the U.S. of A. Yeah. <laughs> um, but chapter 5, verse 1, you know, kind of breaks it down what it was like back then. It said, for every high priest taken from among men is appointed for men in things pertaining to God that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can have compassion on those who are ignorant and going astray, since he himself is also subject to weakness. Because of this, he is required, as for the people, so also for himself, to offer sacrifices for sins. And no man takes his honor to himself, but he was called by God, just as Aaron was. It breaks it down and describes the high priest and what his role was. His role was to offer sacrifices to, as Jeff said earlier, bring men to God and to allow for that communion to happen and offer sacrifices on behalf of the people. Um, but I love verse 2 where he says, He can have compassion. That high priest has compassion on those who are ignorant and going astray. I like that because that takes away any excuse. <laughs> yeah. It's like the ignorant, the people who just don't want to hear it, and the people who are often some, you know, on left field somewhere, gone astray. He can have compassion on them. Why? Because he himself is also subject to the weakness. He himself is fully capable of going that direction himself and can sympathize and can have compassion on that soul. Um, Jesus was that perfect high priest who had can have compassion on the and on those who are ignorant and have gone astray. And he was like that with me and, you know, before I got saved. And I was in that position of hating him. Yeah. You know, it says we were at enemies with God. Um, he loved me, you know, and he had compassion on me. And that's a cool thing. Yeah, I mean, that phrase, there but for the grace of God, go I. Yeah. It's that old English type of phrase. But uh, it's true in the sense that Jesus had the capability. He chose not to use it for our sakes. And I think um, something that people get bogged down with is, what was Jesus tempted with? <laughs> you know what I mean? They started to get like, well, he was tempted with turning stones to bread. and It says there, actually, that for 40 days, right? 40 days he was in the wilderness without food or water, and that the Satan Satan tempted him. It, it doesn't say that he was tempted three times and then left. <laughs> the Satan was like, oh, I guess I lost. It says he continually tempted him, and those were some of those examples of how he was tempted. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think the Bible would say that he was tempted in all points unless he really was. Yeah. You know, the Bible's the fact not that, kidding. Yeah, and I, and I don't <laughs> think that God would have sent Jesus as a man to only experience some of the things. And you know, we have we struggle with that. We struggle with the realization that Jesus had the ability to lust. Jesus had the ability to curse. He had all those things. Resisted the temptation for us. So I think we need to take the Bible at its word when it says all points, in, and not not in our weird gutter mind way when we're like, well, what was that like, or you know what I mean? But to really see how awesome it was that he was able to resist. That's the focus there. You're listening to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. You're unbelievable. The Altar Life. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. That was a This Beautiful Republic double play, and... That's right. You did hear that that little liner there. The unbelievable. Is it possible? It is. Well, 
Yeah. Yeah, maybe it maybe is. It, maybe it, it is. Here it comes. <laughs> I feel it. And there's no turning back, just like that last song said. <laughs> Once it's started, we can't take it back. See, last week, we were all worried because, you know, we felt like the unbelievable well ran dry. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, were, we, were, we put a plea out for help and got no response. <laughs> got nothing. <laughs> so, leave it to us again. <laughs> Gotta go back to the well and start digging. And that's just how dedicated we are. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So, but um, we found water. There was a spring. Yeah. Um, through the bedrock. <laughs> <laughs> Took power, power tools and backups. What are we talking about? I don't know. But uh, a new approach to unbelievable. Not yeah. just an unbelievable object. Because yeah. objects, well, that's materialism. We've been dedicating 92 shows to materialism, basically. Fiction. Uh, can I hear it? <laughs> well, I hear a conviction out there. Yeah, you just hear everybody go. Oh, not to be. Like, that's the sound of We don't mean to condemn us. Yeah. No, don't condemn us. Just <laughs> we're just we've just been cut to the heart. Yeah. As Stephen in his sermon cut the folks that were there to the heart. Yeah, but we don't want to stop up our ears. We want yeah. we want to accept. We don't have ears right. to hear. Yeah, I'm just talking about all different topics that we've already <laughs> done in the past. That's cool. Yeah. Um, a new approach to unbelievable. You know, something that we can all relate to. Sometimes we get into our own little personal things, but. For those of you that are listening, you know, if you're 16 or older, or in my case, 19. <laughs> um, or if you're younger than 16, you have something to look forward to. Yeah. It's that moment. That moment where freedom yeah. is just, it, it, it's unbelievable. And what are we talking about? <laughs> Rant? I still don't know. What are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you're hinting, but no, it's that moment where you walk out of the PA dot or NJ dot. <laughs> Department, <laughs> Department of Transportation, where they've just awarded you the license to kill. No, I mean, no. <laughs> the license to drive. Where they've just given you a card where you look worse than you've ever looked before. And it's captured for at least four years. <laughs> and, like, you you had to parallel park, which yep. isn't really useful when you live in the suburbs. But yeah. that's another <laughs> discussion altogether. Um, yeah, I mean, it that day, when you can just yeah. drive, you know, you're like... You know, you used to being like, Mom, can you drive me to the mall? Can you drive me to the, you know, to my friend's house? It's like, now it's like, Mom, can I take the car? Yeah. <laughs> Mom, I'm going to my friend's house. Is that right? Yeah. It's uh, like, Mom, so I yeah. am going. Except I'll for, be back at... Except for when moms time. and dads get crafty. And then yeah. they're like, uh, go pick up your your, son, oh, yeah, <laughs> your no. brother at, the, at his swimming practice. You're like, oh. oh. <laughs> swimming practice. That's <laughs> brutal. Uh, but, you know, in my case... And I think this should be how everybody has to do it. You pay for your own insurance, and if you don't have money for a car, then you don't have a car. That's why I didn't get my license until my 19th birthday. On my 19th birthday, I got it because I could finally afford it. So uh, it's every car that you have as a first car, I think it should be a terrible car. Because in that case, you still think it's like the greatest car ever. I had a 76 Delta 88. The thing was like 30 feet long. It was sky blue and had a dent in the side. But, oh my gosh, that was the honey of all honeys. That was the new hotness, as, as I say, if Will Smith was here. That was the new hotness. Uh, oh, <laughs> anyway, man. it was fun. Yep, and that was an unbelievable. Welcome back. Have you ever heard of Plato, Aristotle, Socrates? Yes, moron. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Another great verse in Hebrews is in chapter 2, and it's, 
It's a, it's a perfect connection to chapter 4, actually. And it says that in verse 17, Therefore in all things he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. It shows the necessity there that Jesus had to be made like his people, his brethren. He had to be one of us in order for him to be a proper high priest. For him to have come and died on the cross and not lived in the shoes of mankind, it wouldn't have been sufficient, I don't think. The fact that he lived every day. And it's totally for us, it says in verse 18, for in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he's able to aid those who are tempted. He's able to be first aid. Or, you know, the ambulance, the EMT, he's able to come to the rescue for those who are being tempted right now. And it's up to us to run to him when we are tempted so that he can give us the strength. And, and as the, the verse in chapter four that Brent talked about, to come boldly, we, sh- we shouldn't be ashamed because he has been tempted. He knows what we're going through. It's interesting that the writer of Hebrews is getting into this whole high priest concept because, you know, it's written to the Jewish people, you know, the Hebrews and, uh, Hebrews were looking for the Messiah to come, and they were looking for this guy to step in and be king, you know, to reign and, you know, free them from the rule of the Romans and all this stuff. And Jesus didn't fit that. He was the king of the Jews, and he came as our savior. And they weren't looking for that kind of a king. They were looking for a different person. And it's interesting that he gets into this about the high priest to say, you know what? He was one of your one of you guys. He was your brethren, and he came to, to bring you reconciliation. He gets into that, and it's like... It's almost as if to say, you guys need to start waking up. <laughs> you're, he came for a purpose, and, and you missed the boat. And um, and uh, that that's you know something that they can look to and say, you know what, I really need to acknowledge him as being king. You know, and that's that's a really cool thing. And uh, the this topic, tried and true. You know, it, it's it's an amazing testament of what God has done for us is that he doesn't just sit up on his throne in heaven and say, this is how you're supposed to behave. If you don't, I forgive you, but I'm still not happy. You know, he, it says that it was necessary for him to be made like us in order for him to be totally compassionate and to be able to sympathize with us. That's a, it's an incredible statement. And, and just to read those things, it's it's like I'm hearing them for the first time. You know what I mean? You, you hear these things and, and they're read to you and you, kind of zone out a little bit and you're like yeah yeah i know he was made into a man and the likeness of men and you know um he you know he humiliated himself by you know being a humble human being and going through the suffering of the cross and all those things but to read that it was absolutely necessary for him to do those things so that he could be like his people with the weaknesses that we have it's just an incredible testimony of who God is and how much he loves us. The Altar Life. Music, truth, real, period. All right, that was the ambassador, a girl named World. And I love what Jeff was saying about just needing to be that lamb of God. He humbled himself. You know, verse 5 in chapter 5 says, So also Christ did not glorify himself to become high priest. And later on it says in verse 7, Who in the days of his flesh, Christ, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. He didn't even want, but through obedience he did it and he suffered those things. He didn't even want necessarily to suffer all those things, but he obeyed the Lord through that. And he didn't glorify himself like, let's everyone bow, I am the high priest. You know, in fact, he was the Lamb of God that was so humble that he would take on human flesh and and go through all the stuff that humans go through 
um, humbled himself to that point to be, you know, ultimately so that he could sympathize with every soul that's in the world today. Every soul, whether how far away they are from God or how close you are to God today, you know, he is sympathizing with you, you know. Um, and it says, those who've gone astray, even people who've gone astray and are ignorant, he can have compassion on those souls. It takes every one of every person on this world and basically throws out any excuses. You don't have any excuse. Um, you know, well, Christ never will love me. You know, you have the thought, like, I've done so many bad things. Christ would never, you know, have any, you know, who'd never accept me. He'd ne- that's, that's, that's the enemy lying to you because the Bible, my Bible says right here, that he was a high priest that could sympathize with every weakness, and because he could do that, um, it he can sympathize with you wherever you are. You know, there is you're never not you're you're never at a point where you're too far away from Christ having compassion on you. That's what this passage is all about. Yeah, I you think know? that um, when we look at God and we look at who He is, He could have easily said, "I'm going to stay up here and I'm going to make you righteous." And then, then you'll be, you know, able to stand in my presence. If you look at Jesus's ministry, I mean, think about the leper. And that's the, the most amazing thing in that story is that it says that he touched him and then spoke the words, I'm willing to be healed. He touched him while he was full of disease, full of, you know, leprosy, which is a representation of sin. Jesus got down in the, de- in the trenches with us, if, if you want to put it in those terms. He didn't stand up and say, ooh, you're dirty. Okay, you're clean. Now come and hug me. He got down, got his elbows, his knees on the ground with us to battle with us so that he could protect us ultimately. Um, There's a verse that says, you know, let he who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation. We know those verses. It says, but God is faithful. He won't allow us to be tempted beyond what we're able to bear. And with the temptation, we'll provide a way of escape so that we can bear it. And God is so faithful to us is that it's almost like he's down there, like I said, in the trenches, and he's like, hey, there's the way out. Let's go. You know, you're coming with me. I'm not going to leave you here. I'm not going to, no man left behind kind of a yeah, thing. Right. You know what I mean? And, and Jesus just, that love, I mean, you know, we see him struggling in the garden and, you know, if this cup can pass and all those things. But ultimately, he was obedient to humble himself to death, the death on the cross, and it says, for the joy that was set before him in Hebrews. I mean, you just see all these verses, and they're starting to come to light as we read and see the heart of Jesus in these things of sympathizing and wanting to be there so that, you know, so that he could aid us, as it said, that he could be that paramedic for us when we're tempted. Um, yeah, I'm just rolling with what we've been talking about so far in the second hour, just so, just putting, continuing to put a light on Jesus. Um, and this whole reckons, you know, the fact that he's down there in the trenches with us. Verse 16 of verse of chapter 4, you know, is the result. It says, Let us therefore, because he has been down in the trenches, because he humbled himself, because he's our brother, because he relates to us and has um, completely, has been our complete, high, perfect high priest, therefore let us come boldly to the throne of what? Throne of grace, of, th- of riches that at Christ's expense. Think about that. All the things that we get, the, the many heavenly riches that we have because of what Christ has done for us, the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace in time and help in time of need. You know, why should we come boldly? I used to always think that, you know, we could come boldly because, you know, Jesus forgave me of my sins and now I can come into his presence and not feel ashamed. And all that stuff is true. But, 
in the light of what we're saying tonight and about the fact that he is our perfect high priest and he can sympathize in every weakness, it really means we can come into his presence boldly in the weakness that we're in at that very moment, not being cleaned up first, you know, in the temptation, in the in the weakness, in the struggle, in the sin, we can come into his presence boldly knowing him being our perfect high priest well, expecting mercy, expecting grace, expecting help in time of need. Like, it's like, take it to the bank. It's going to happen. That's all, you know, that's it, you know. And it's because of Jesus and what he's done for us that we can we can actually have that access that we have today. That's an awesome thing. Yeah, I just want to read some verses for you real quick. It says, but we see Jesus who is made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of God might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting for him, for whom all things, and by whom all, by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Jesus wants to be with us. He wants us with him. That's why he did what he did. We're just getting going again, and here we are at the end of the show. It's, it's always the way it is. We need more than two hours. Send emails to Hope FM and... And uh, get them to give us three or four hours, won't you? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> They're going to be like, well, how about one hour? <laughs> We're like, no, 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 not those emails. <laughs> oh, anyway. Oh, man, I love that song, The Beauty of Grace, because as we're ending up the show tonight, that verse that says, you know, therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, and you will find grace and mercy in your help in time of need. And, man, that's the encouragement tonight. Because we have such a great high priest, you know, the encouragement tonight is wherever you're at, whether you're astray, whether you're ignorant, whether you, you think God's, this God stuff is just a, for wackos, um, or whether you're struggling, whether you're in sin and some sort of issue, some struggle, some weakness, the challenge is tonight is that you, through, because you have Jesus Christ as your high priest, you can come boldly to his throne, and he will help you in time of need. And that is our encouragement for tonight. Yeah, I think that, you know, don't think that God is just this big guy up in the sky. Jesus was made like us. He's, you know, he is there for us. And um, he knows exactly what we need in the time that we need it, like it says when we come to his throne boldly. And he can have a compassion on us because he was also subject to the same weaknesses that we are. And that's such an encouragement to us to come to him. So until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ.